Welcome to Zero O'Clock, a podcast created to be a safe space to learn and grow. Grab your favorite drink and join us. Episode 3, Now Brewing 28. Okay, welcome. I am your co-host, Kay. And I'm Carrot. And welcome to episode 3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week we chose the song 28 by August D. Period. I had to just... <laughs> Shout out my mans right there for a second. Yes, so the reason why we chose this song is because within the song he talks about how he feels at 28 and how his life is. And that's basically our theme for this week, but instead of being 28, we're only 21. So we're talking about the expectations versus reality of being 21. And adulthood. I feel like it's just so um weird <laughs> because like it, it is called 28 but we're nowhere near 28 um but i feel like it's still something cool to talk about even though for him obviously he has good reason to talk about you know that point in his life where he's already been through his 20s and we're just starting our 20s mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're really excited clearly um, I just feel like I feel like today is the best example and I, I'm just gonna sound so boring throughout the whole episode because today is just like a whole adulthood mess that I feel and I'm just like exhausted and it's barely oh it's 12 o'clock yeah <laughs> not the right zero o'clock though oh yes it's <laughs> 12 on the dot but it's just been a week uh, getting back into school, balancing not just school, but work and people and clubs and family stuff. It's it's a lot, which it's is exhausting. what we talked about in our previous episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's hitting us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's been a week since yes. I think we recorded our last episode, and it's just yeah, we feel it. We feel it in our bones. Yes, you always think you're prepared, and then it just hits you in the face. Yep. That's how it feels. Um, But before we get into all that spiel and things to talk about, um, we didn't do it last week, which we're probably going to like go back and forth between it, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much we can talk about. Um, We're going to do our segment that we did in our first episode, the yes. good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the good, even though I'm going to talk about it too? Yes, the good. Dynamite. That was such a serotonin boost. And here's my thing. I listened to it all day the day that it came out. And then I entered sad boy hours at night. And I'm like, how am I supposed to listen to this song and feel joy when I just want to be sad? But I loved it. I still love it. Even when I'm feeling crappy, like I am right now, hearing it like for the five seconds on Twitter just makes me feel happy, <laughs> and then I move on with my life. Um, I I saw a TikTok, their TikTok actually, <laughs> um, that they posted, and I I've just this morning has just been super crappy. Like I worked all day yesterday. Um, I didn't have a time to rest because then we went out grocery shopping and we were doing all that for a while. We came yeah. back, ate dinner, and then watched Twilight. Watched Twilight, and still like I went to bed at midnight because um, I was helping to stream. <laughs> um, so that was like a job in itself, and um. I went to sleep and then I still had to wake up early today, which was not what I expected out of today. That's I feel like that's adulthood though. Like it just hits you like in the morning where it's mm-hmm. like you you'll realize what kind of day it is. Um so it's just been a really crappy morning and then I saw the TikTok of like an hour ago and just like those fifteen seconds of the song was the most precious thing ever. And I was just like, ah, yes this is what i needed and i'm always so behind i did not know that was that they had a tiktok up and i saw it and i'm like 
the amount of energy they have in this video, I cannot relate. I don't but <laughs> but within the 15 seconds, I was like, yeah, I love this. And then it ended, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it went for me too. But no, I feel I am super happy that um, we're obviously going to talk more about dynamite. It's just being brought up very briefly because. Um, they still have yet to perform it at the VMAs, and we're just waiting for that. Yeah. Um, to really dive deep into, into the gorgeous masterpiece that she is. Um, but yeah, no, it's just super. It's a super uplifting song, and I feel like they really conveyed the message that they wanted mm-hmm. very well, especially with all those colors. Yes, and I think they did this at such a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a tweet about someone saying how during quarantine, like, a lot of people were getting creative, and it's, like, it was nice to see this. Like, this was their way of getting creative during quarantine. Yeah. So, that was... I'm glad. I can't wait for their full comeback. Yeah. Same. I'm so excited for that. And, um... Crap, there was something else I wanted to say. I love them. I guess. That's not what I wanted to say, but I'm just put it out there. <laughs> I feel like it'll come back to me next week. Good. I'll t- we'll talk more about Dynamite then. I feel and like we don't sound still. interesting about Dynamite, and it's because we're, we're holding back. Yes, like, that's no, the thing. Next week. Don't worry. I have a lot to say. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I li- literally, like, two hours before the 24 hours were up, I was literally texting all my friends, and I'm like, watch this. Like, mm-hmm. please watch it to help us stream. But everyone was texting me back saying, wow, that was such a serotonin boost. And I was like, I know. Yes, I made my brother watch it. At first, I was like, did you see the new music video? And he was like, you know who you're talking to. And I'm like, <laughs> no, like, you have to watch it, please. But yeah, yeah. I made our sweet mates watch it, too. I'm like, do you guys want to see the music video? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I told my brother to blast it on the TV at home. I texted my cousin about it, and he was just like, as long as you give me airheads. And I was like, don't worry, like, I got you, just watch it. And then all my friends were, like, talking about how, like, and they're not fans, that's the thing. And I was just like, I love it here. I yes. love it here. Anyways, yes, that was the good. <laughs> it was quick. It, I, I promise we're going to talk more about it. We really are excited about it, don't worry. <laughs> Okay, the bad. You, you. Oh, okay. I'll talk about this. Um, so, I think it's been pretty obvious that um, we're not from California. <laughs> um, so, I obviously don't know a lot about it. Um, and only recently, because of social media and um, people just putting awareness on it, um, I've been kind of see on what's happening but i feel like i'm not as directly impacted from it or we're not directly impacted Mm -hmm. from it but it's still very important to talk about um the fires in california and i feel like obviously i've this happens around this time almost every year but um it's just as important to talk about now because california and everywhere in the world we're still dealing with a pandemic Mm -hmm. um and then to put in stuff like this where obviously not a lot of firefighters can go out and um, deal with the fires, so the fires are spreading more rapidly. Um, And um, obviously I'm not very well informed about this either, but um, I think something that really captured my memory about it was seeing how farmers and workers, especially workers who are most likely undocumented, are still working still um harvesting fruits and vegetables um, in california um and i remember right before we came here um i think the fires had just started to break out now now they're obviously worse but i remember seeing it um in the news at home and a lot of activists were trying to get to the fields trying to tell workers that i mean mainly it was mainly because of the pandemic but also i feel like it would apply to this where a lot of workers are scared to come out and talk about um you know that the fact that they're sick or that they're feeling um unsafe or a certain type of way mainly because they're undocumented and they're not covered 
by healthcare and health insurance. Um, and the fact that they're the same people who are picking our organic vegetables that we're so in love with and that we um, pay so much money for. Um, I said that sarcastically. <laughs> um, I feel like it's just, maybe it's because I'm such an activist at heart that it hurts and because I know what it is to, my, my parents are not farmers, obviously because we don't have like that same cultivation that they have in our agriculture that they have in California but I still know how hard it is to be um, in a sense like what that type of labor is worth um, and I feel like in Mexico it's different because um, my parents grew up in in that field or in that um, sort of atmosphere and um, it doesn't pay well <laughs> It, it's hard and and the fact that it's hard um, to get an actual income in Mexico it's kind of the same thing here it's still hard to get an income out of being just a field worker um, and the fact that they're still risking their lives not only in the middle of a pandemic but in also right in front of um, fires and fires that are not slowing down because there's not enough firefighters to stop it um, I feel like it's just important to talk about and um to kind of help provide resources for these types of people and i know there's many places that are um donating not only to field workers but to people who are actually um losing a lot of their stuff because of the fires um a lot of their life belongings um but yeah that that's that's the bad that i've seen this week yeah, I've seen it on social media. I never really stopped to look more into it. I feel like in the past few months, I forgot that there's other things happening in the world besides the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, before this, I remember seeing a post about, like, can we go back to when we were worried about all these other, like, bad things happening and mm -hmm. not the pandemic? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. I forgot we we're supposed to be dealing with this, especially, like, the fires in California. I feel like right before someone was talking about it a lot and there was, like, I, I don't really remember who and what, but it was pretty bad last year, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I completely forgot that all of that was going on until now. Like, in social media, the news, it's starting to go back to normal issues. Not normal, but, you know, like, stuff that's not relating to just the pandemic. Yeah. I feel like we tend to forget that a lot, especially because of the anxiety that a pandemic can produce mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's the bad of this week now let's talk about the ugly the ugly <sighs> i love that the ugly has to do with the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> yes um uh, so do you want to start that do i want to start that well how are we gonna um, do this one <laughs> I guess I'll start. Okay, so the ugly, we're talking about campuses closing down because of COVID spikes. Now, as a college student, I mean, I never really enjoyed partying anyways, so I don't think it's a big issue for me to stop partying since I never really was. And I get where people's coming from, where they just want the college experience and they want to have a good time and have fun but like you we can't do that right now mm -hmm. and i find it so selfish that people are going back to school their schools like syracuse am i allowed to talk about names of places i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't care <laughs> but anyway <laughs> but that's an example syracuse they like moved in on one day and then within two days they were sent home because that the night after moving people had huge parties and COVID started spreading and now I'm surprised that we are still here after a week I don't yeah. I mean I keep telling myself like maybe by October like yeah. we'll go home we're supposed to go home for Thanksgiving break but something tells me we're gonna have to go home before that and my mind just automatically goes to October um 
but I'm I'm surprised that we lasted this long. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, only but been also, like almost two weeks. Yeah, but also today is like the last day of move-in, I think, and then classes start next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, there's an official batch of people now. Yes. I like, feel but, like, like before, like while we were here, it was only a handful of people here, yeah. and the people we were here with were other orientation leaders, RAs, like people who work with the school so we've been not only going through training about it but i feel like because of the jobs that we have we, we take it seriously. seriously it's definitely freshmen who aren't taking yes, it seriously and and no no disrespect if you're a freshman listening to like our <laughs> podcast um but um i feel like a lot of freshmen are just it's their first ounce of freedom and like obviously no one wanted They're to be They're already upset in. that they missed their senior year. Like, we get it. Yeah, and, like, I, I'm I'm with you on that, in a sense. Um, you know, obviously my freshman experience was way different than what freshmen are experiencing now. But as everyone says and as everyone is saying now, like, just, you know, be selfless for a second and mm-hmm. think about other people and put other people first right now. Like, it's not about you. Really, it's not about you. We're trying to... You know, if we could just all literally just stop all, like, big interactions, wear your damn mask, and just listen to what officials are saying, like, we can stop the spread of it so much faster. And the thing is that New York did pretty fast, and now, because colleges are opening again, I'm scared that we're going to go through a second spike because of people are careless, not because of other reasons. Yeah, like the amount of times I'm outside and I walk by someone without a mask and my thing is, I I don't know, is it is it safe to be outside just walking without a mask? I don't know, but if you're with people, why can't you wear your mask? Like maybe if you're just walking by yourself and there's mm-hmm. no one around, like it's fine, breathe a little, I get it, but there's like groups of people walking Mm -hmm. which i know where they're heading to like they're heading to go party somewhere Mm -hmm. um there's groups of people walking without a mask my the funny thing is like the one person with the mask on (laughs) in the middle and i'm like yeah i know you're scared but you're trying to fit in stop doing it go back to your room Mm -hmm. um yeah and i like when we were here um before everyone else um I know there was a couple of people already posting things like just be careful when you go back to your college towns because that's not really your community or mm-hmm. if like you know the community you know how they would react and um we've been here for three almost four years now and not only do not only do i feel a certain way because my campus is here but i do have a lot of connections off campus like mm-hmm. i know a lot of people who reside here all year round and who have their lives here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're not only just young people, they're older people, older people I respect. And um, when I started finding out that people were just walking on, like, the main street without, you know, caring, and when I saw it firsthand because they were freshmen, you could tell they were freshmen. I was just like, of course you don't have a respect for this town yet because you haven't been here for long, but I feel like that should just tell you like, hey, you don't know this place. Like, don't start marking your territory already. But that's just me. I think definitely before we got here, a lot of the people who actually live here, their biggest concerns was college students coming back. And I get where they're coming from because a lot of these people really don't care. But also, we have a friend who just lives here, and she said beforehand, even, like, the locals here weren't going around wearing masks, and I get it. There weren't many cases around here. I think the most was, like, 40, Um, Mm -hmm. so I guess they could have gotten away with basically living their normal life, and I feel like some people here are just mad that they can't do that like them they themselves have to now start wearing masks because all the college students are coming Mm -hmm. and 
yes, I do want to make sure that they're safe, but I also think that they're more upset that they're ugh, <laughs> that their life is just getting all messed up. Yeah. Because we're we go to school kinda in the middle of nowhere. Like it's it's like central New York in the middle, woods everywhere. I don't really like it. Not my type of scene, but I'm <laughs> but I've been here, so so yeah, they they were able to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's not like they were in a bigger city like New York City where mm-hmm. you just have to like you're crazy if you're not going outside mm-hmm. with a mask. Yeah. But here, like I came up here in June and it just felt like normal life. Like I mean, I still had my mask on because I was like the outsider. But even going to stores, like some people like didn't wear a mask. Walking around the street, mm-hmm. they didn't wear a mask. But it was fine because there's barely anybody here. But now that people are back, yeah, the college students are just gonna. I feel like drive in, us all crazy. Yeah, I feel like in general though, like the locals don't really like us that much. Oh no, they never did. <laughs> it's funny that this is a college town. Yeah. Yeah, we got some old people living around here. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, at least I, like, made, like, the people that I know from here are actually really nice and super welcoming to the college students, but I think that's just them. Yeah. There's a lot of people that really don't like us. And I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm not judging. I get it, too. I don't really like us. Mm-hmm. So. True. But, yeah. Um, if, like, I, how you were mentioning earlier where you feel like um, our campus is going to close before our official break starts... I literally packed with the knowledge that I'm probably going to go home in a month. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, I'm, I think my favorite part of moving this entire week is just seeing the freshmen bring everything, like a normal move-in. And I'm like, I mean, maybe because obviously they can contact their parents to come pick them up. But even then, it's going to be hard if it's just like out of nowhere notice. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom literally made me pack like... Um, you know, two suitcases and get out of here. And, like, I literally sat down with my parents and we made a plan and we're like, okay, in case they kick you guys out, just leave everything. But, you know, try to fit in two or three suitcases, like, with just the important things that you need. And everything else that doesn't fit, just leave it. Just leave mm-hmm. it there. And I'm like, the fact that we're doing this is, you know, scary. But, obviously, we prepared for it. And seeing kids just pack like they're going to be here for the next year is just so funny to me. Yeah, like, I feel like I came with a lot of stuff, but I'm definitely not leaving with a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I can give two shits about, I can't, I can't give, I always say the phrase wrong. <laughs> but I'm, honestly, besides like my clothes and the stuff that I need for actual school, everything else is probably staying. And that's just how I packed knowing that certain things I don't need again Mm -hmm. but also I downsized a lot I mean I've said that I don't like owning a lot of things but I've had a lot of things and I didn't bring even half of the stuff like I my roommate that I've been roommates with all years here she is not staying on campus but I called her and I was like look at my closet like (laughs) less than half is being used right now Mm -hmm. um and that that was very important to me because (laughs) I usually never have any closet space because I have so much and it's just it's so weird to see how we have to live our lives and another thing is I've been waiting all my years to move into the building that we're living in. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is like actually an apartment. It looks so nice. I wanted to decorate. I wanted yeah. to make it feel like home. Like I waited for this and the fact that we couldn't, we can't, like there's just, there's no reason to make our living room look really cute. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be better. But we're, it could be more homey. Yeah, we're we're the type of people to just like go all out. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we haven't even moved like one piece of the furniture just shows that we're just ready to dip the second yeah. they like they send the us, email. Yeah. Um, the good thing for me, I guess, is that I have my own car and I only live an hour away. <laughs> but if you and you're gonna be taking me in that car, <laughs> like, yes. I don't care. If you need to come, <laughs> we're good. Um, yeah Yeah, it's just it's scary and uh, like for example me i moved 
back to campus not because I don't know so I don't know what freshman reasons are but um like I literally moved back because I just couldn't be at home anymore I you know being stuck in a New York City apartment is not fun for six months Mm -hmm. um and I just I I needed space and I needed to continue working and my job offered me my job back and I was like okay I'm gonna do it and it was tough having that conversation with my parents because they were like but we give you everything here and Mm -hmm. I'm like and I appreciate it thank you but yeah also no yeah and I think all like all what you're feeling plus I agree just ties back into the fact that we're now 21 like my dad (laughs) my dad made the point of even my brother because my one of my excuses was I cannot sit in this house Mm -hmm. and get all my work done and they're Mm -hmm. like what about high school like you didn't have a choice like you were just here you came home from school and you did your homework like what's the difference and the main difference is I got to see what life was without coming home after school and staying mm-hmm. in my bedroom doing homework. And I, and part of me felt really guilty because it's also such a privileged thing mm-hmm. to be able to come back here um, and to be able to say, like, I'm not staying home with you, Dad. Goodbye. <laughs> like, And I felt bad. Some people just couldn't do that. Like, they either didn't have the money or maybe they're sick or maybe someone they know was sick and yeah. they just couldn't come but I'm unhealthy I got tested mm-hmm. um I don't really have the money but I found the money I'll deal with my loans later <laughs> on <laughs> I'll just take it out right now and be here but there was a lot of thought into coming back and I hate that for some people it was literally just get up and go. Like yeah. the money wasn't a problem to mm-hmm. them, and they don't get the struggles of other students who My bank are kind of struggling right now. <laughs> yeah, like there's not everyone ha- has the rich mystery. mommy and daddies. Like yeah. I don't like saying that, yeah. and I but I guess they're not like rich rich, but they have more money, like enough where they probably don't even need to take out a loan, and that's that's honestly what most of our school is even though they don't like to admit it mm-hmm. like most people most of my acquaintances slash closer friends like are the, are the ones that are pretty well off mm-hmm. and they don't have to take out loans they don't really worry about what their bill is and I'm like eh, I cry every day because I'm broke <laughs> me I literally try to pick up and I feel like finally I, I got heard from my job where they gave me as most ships as possible and now I'm just like I hate it because I'm like working almost every other day mm-hmm. full shifts and some people and like some of our friends like I love you guys but they don't have to work and they're perfectly fine mm-hmm. and their parents are giving them money to get the basic things and I know people are like well isn't that what your parents are supposed to do and I'm like yeah, but my dad works in a factory and has is a single dad has to take care of two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not that easy. Yeah. Like your your most of the most of my friends' parents here have actual careers. Like yeah. they're not working jobs that people would deem as not I, great jobs. Not, not great jobs. Like. <laughs> And they just don't get it. Yeah. And I I got into a lot of arguments with my friends about that. And I, it's not their fault. Like, that's just their life. I get it. But I feel like some people don't take into consideration how others have to live. So then it goes back to the whole, those are the people who aren't wearing their goddamn masks mm-hmm. and are going out because they don't have to think twice about their life. Like if, And the decisions that they make. Yep. So, yeah. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. yeah, and going back to like the whole money issue thing, like I started working when I was like 15, 16, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because like, oh, look, it's a cool summer job. Like, no. No. I, I mean, I wasn't doing it to help my parents out either. I was just trying to make it easier for them where they mm-hmm. didn't have to like provide a lot of things for me like they were they were obviously doing basic necessities like no question about it but it was more of like well if I want to buy something for myself like I don't have to ask my parents Mm -hmm. anymore like it's for me Mm -hmm. or um 
you know, I don't have to ask for allowance from them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I have my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still like that now. And ever since I started working, I stopped asking things. Yes. I, I stopped asking for things. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I got to college, it was kind of tough on me after because um, I was so not used to working less hours than I, than I was before. And I realized, wow, I'm not making as much money as I was to, as I did before. And I was calling up my parents and I felt extremely bad and I would only do it if I really needed to. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, can you send me like 20 bucks? I need to like buy groceries. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, why didn't you tell us before? And it's like, I feel bad. (laughs) I don't want to ask for things, even Mm -hmm. if it's basic necessities like groceries. Um... And I feel like not a lot of people get that these are actual, yeah. you know, struggles. Yeah. Which is a perfect segue into what our <laughs> discussion for today is. Yes, what we thought life would be at, at 21. 21. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, I thought I was going to be partying <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> um, but I think perfectly what I was saying before. No, it's it's literally just thinking about adulthood and you know things that you know you want to buy a lot of things Mm -hmm. there's always that urge to buy things for yourself but then you realize i have to buy groceries this week Mm -hmm. or what am i going to eat next week Mm -hmm. um how am am i going to make these a hundred dollars last for the next two weeks or something Mm -hmm. paying for things you weren't paying for before you know yeah like with me i feel like from a very young age I've always just wanted to grow up and be on my own and I'm mm-hmm. like who who doesn't want that like who doesn't at the age of like 13 it's just like ugh, I don't want to be home but with me I had like family reasons um and I hated it there so much and I just wanted to live the easy life like I thought being an adult was so easy I mean they make it look easy (laughs) they make it look so easy I thought by 21 um I'd have my own place I'd be getting my first full-time teaching job and I mean I'm I'm almost there but I'm obviously not there um I don't I don't I don't know what I just thought you have your life together like it just like my aunt I love my aunt and when she was my age she just she had it all like I mean I didn't realize that she was struggling at the time I was young but to me like she had a good job she had an apartment she got her like brand new car she had a boyfriend I'm like I can't wait to have all these things and I'm none of those yeah i i um am kind of similar in the sense that um i thought i don't even want i was just gonna be on my own have my own place i was gonna be that cousin in the mexican family mm-hmm. that just had it all together um not happening and i i mean i still want it and um i brought it up with my parents a few times already and recently when i brought it up it was more of like it finally i think hit home to them that you know i'm thinking of moving out like for mm-hmm. real for real like this is just temporary because it's like i move out for a few months but then i come back home it's yeah. never like you know oh you left and you never came back and now um thinking about senior year what's gonna happen at the end am i gonna move back home where i could barely you know have my own space and it's super crowded with so many people in there um and then trying to get a full-time job in a career that I still have no idea where I want to go um you know having that conversation with my parents was tough because it's like do you really want to move out and it's like Mm -hmm. yeah and then they're like okay but you have to pay for everything for yourself and I'm like Mm -hmm. damn you know you're right like when I first started college I was so happy about being able to be here for most of the year and then just going home was like I'm here for a little while whatever Mm -hmm. and the fact that it's my last year of doing this and the fact that we might have to go back early Mm -hmm. really it just gives me anxiety I don't I hate how my life is at home like I I'm I'm not it's not horrible like people definitely do have a harder time but just 
as much as I love my dad, living with my dad, literally, I feel suffocated all the time. And it's just because he's such like an old fashioned, traditional, like Guyanese parent. And I'm like, you don't get, you, you just don't get it. Like you don't get the American life. And I don't want him to give up his old ways. And I don't want him to fully become like so Americanized. Like I hate that, but I wish that he would get that I'm not growing up in the way that he did back in Guyana. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I feel like that's something that a lot of like first generation like children deal with. It's like how do you balance living the American life, but like in home in your house, it's like living your wherever your family's from life, and they just don't get it. Like there's yeah. a disconnect. Like at least with me, my kids, I'm gonna get where they're coming from, and then I'm I get where my family's coming from, and I'll somehow at some point like figure out how to balance it. Hopefully. But now it's just like, how do I tell my dad that I want my own place? Like, that's not normal for my culture. Like, usually it's living at home until they either find you someone to marry or they trust you enough to be with someone. And even then, like, they usually like the daughters just stay at their parents house for the longest and i'm like that's not me like i'm i want to have my own place like they think it's crazy that i even suggested that and for me that makes me rebellious and for other people they're like really like that's <laughs> that's what that's, makes you rebellious yeah. and i'm like you don't get it like none of my other cousins are like i'm gonna move out and not live with my parents yeah. and have my own place like yeah they don't do that mm-hmm. so for me to want to do that is a huge thing and at 21 i thought i can do it like after yeah. college i'm gonna be like hi dad i'm here for two weeks and i'm leaving but i don't got anywhere to go <laughs> i don't have the money to do it uh-huh. and i always knew what it meant to become a teacher like i always knew the things that i had to do but the fact that i'm here facing them i'm like i'm not ready to like open that door and start doing it and I realized that as a kid, what I imagined was not 21. Like, I don't know what age it is, but it's not 21. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, um, I feel like the only, compared to other Mexican parents, I'm very open with my parents. And, um, even then it's still very, like, too liberal for them. Mm -hmm. It's, like, too, like, um revolutionary for them like they've Mm -hmm. never experienced this before um and i think about like growing up i used to think about it a lot but i feel like even more so now i'm like comparing myself to like my aunts and my cousin who you know or my other cousins too where um like how was their life at 21 compared to mine um a lot of them already had kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's just like you know they were dealing and I was telling my cousin the other day because she had given birth right when she turned 21 um and I was just saying like when you gave birth I was just so surprised and I was like wow she's such an adult like and Mm -hmm. like we are apart by five five years so when I was seeing her I was like oh in five years you know that's gonna be somewhat me maybe I'm gonna have a kid or you know maybe I'm gonna have a significant other that I'm Mm -hmm. so close to and these things And now I'm at that age, and I told her, and I was like, you know, when I saw you, you made it look so easy. You Mm -hmm. made it look like it was, you know, the most easy path to go through. Mm -hmm. And she just laughed at me, and she was like, no. (laughs) And I was like, well, now I I, I can see that. And um, I um, cannot take care of a child. I can barely take care of myself. I can't, I don't, I don't think I could take care of a child um and not only that like even my other cousins who weren't um you know with a kid at the age of 21 they're in their some some one of them is in their 30s now a few of them actually are in their 30s a few are late 20s and they're still living with their living with their parents and i'm just like that's i don't want that for myself yeah and like my aunt she had her first kid at 24 so like not 21 but like almost there and 
but when she was 18 like I remember her being 18 and moving out and living with her boyfriend and my thing is as a kid I didn't I knew that my grandma was upset but I didn't get how serious it was and I was just like at 18 I can leave and go live with my boyfriend one I didn't even have well I no I didn't even have a boyfriend <laughs> I didn't even have a boyfriend even now I don't have a boyfriend like I can't move out and live with him um but I think that's just that that's just how our family works like usually at in Guyana even like now when they came over here like they got married at a very young age and they were having kids at a very young age and I thought okay that's what I need to do but at the same time that's not what I wanted to do like it's it's so weird trying to balance it all or like fit both sides because the thing with my parents is they got married at a young age um they didn't have me at a young age but like it was still pretty young and now that I want to do it they're like no mm -hmm. but it was okay for you so like yes they're not 100% like traditional where like they didn't marry me off at the age of 19 but also <laughs> <laughs> but also they're not letting me move out like wait so if you had the option you could have married me off but like you're not gonna let me live on my own and I just don't know how to please them and that's one thing mm -hmm. of like being in college I don't have to worry about that mm -hmm. and when I'm here I just do whatever I want and that's like in a way a good and bad thing of being an adult and not being around your parents if you don't know how to like manage your life and manage your time and know how to set priorities so you're gonna have a hard time but for me I've always been a very like type of person mm -hmm. like I know when to stop I know when I need to be serious mm -hmm. and I can live on my own I don't need my dad to remind me to do this this and this my biggest struggle it's like finances like if I had the yeah. money to I think I would definitely move out and that's one thing of being a kid and looking at your adultish cousins and mm -hmm. aunts and uncles is you don't get the money thing like that's they never talk about that like they'll show you where yeah. they're living they'll show you their car they'll talk about their friends and the things they do but they don't know that they they don't tell you the part where they didn't get paid enough one week but mm -hmm. so they went out and they're like calculating everything uh -huh. on the menu trying to make it work <laughs> like they don't tell you that so you think being 21 is so glamorous but nope you're broke yep i feel like the majority of the time you're broke yeah and like, trying to make ends meet like, they don't tell you that you should just stay at home. Like don't, <laughs> like, don't go out. You can't afford it. And at the age of 18, you're like, oh, I'm 18. I, I don't need my parent to take me to the doctor anymore. Like, I'm an adult. I can do this. Mm -hmm. But then you turn 21, and I just feel like 21 is actually they're throwing you out into the real world like 18 yeah. they like to be playing with you like one second you're an adult and then the next you're not mm -hmm. but at 21 it's just like you're an adult figure it out learn yeah. how to pay some bills learn mm -hmm. some figure out some taxes like they be saying some words and i'm like what the hell does that mean <laughs> <laughs> and that's the biggest difference between being 18 and 21 like 18 adult-ish is just like it's just a taste of the rest of your horrible adult life <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like because i grew up with um i don't know my parents are kind of like weird <laughs> in the sense that they're not very traditional but also very traditional at the same time yeah. but then they grew up not well yeah we grew up together like you know my parents were young when they had me and then you know we're kind of figuring it all out together but I ended up becoming a very tenacious daughter, <laughs> and which is bad for them because, you know, it's first daughter and then first generation daughter in America, or I don't want to call it America, in the United States. Um, and I feel like for that, like for them to have that was tough mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, I grew up not in the sense to become Americanized. Like, um, I feel like very early on in my life, that's what I wanted and um i was just like looking at all of these movies and very americanized movies by the mm -hmm. way 
and you know glamorize the American dream and and I was like oh that's gonna be me I'm gonna have my white picket fence house at the mm-hmm. age of 21 with my husband and we're gonna have kids and mm-hmm. all of these things and then I got to high school and very early got you know told you know that's that's not what you want and I'm like ah okay and I feel like ever since I think I left middle school I was just very persistent in the things that I wanted for myself um that none of us in my family were ready to see that side of me because I I grew up very shy and very um there was a time in my life where I was very open and I was just asking questions and being this curious curious George (laughs) (laughs) no but I was I was very curious and all my entire family laughs at me because they're like you used to ask like but why is the sky blue like but why are the clouds there and like all of these random questions and then there was a period in my life where um things in my family weren't going right and um there was a lot of you know pointed fingers and a lot of family drama and stuff like that so um I ended up closing myself off and that period lasted a really long time where I wasn't open with anyone I was angry but then I was also very emotional and you know nobody could tell me anything because I was crying out of nowhere and then all of a sudden I started not demanding but I started being very open about what I was feeling not entirely but it was more like don't disrespect me like don't tell me to do this don't tell me to do that and then I ended up doing that to my parents where I was just like I'm gonna leave for college and I was just 13 and they were like what like you're not even in high school yet and I was like okay but I'm gonna move away for college and they weren't ready for that and they were at the beginning they were very like closed off and they're like no you're gonna you're gonna come here like you're gonna stay in the city and Mm CUNY is the best system like they knew what they were talking about Mm -hmm. and I was like nope I'm I know I'm gonna, gonna go away and all throughout high school what I do appreciate about my parents besides a lot of things but they allowed me to experiment and um i feel like that's when i really found myself and who i was as a person i know a lot of people say like i didn't find myself until college but honestly for me i found myself in high school because my parents at least in that sense were open to allow me to experiment and by the time i got to adulthood quote unquote so by the time i was 18 i was like okay i kind of know where i'm navigating i wasn't as lost as i feel like a lot of our peers are at that age um because surprisingly my traditional parents were very open to let me find myself and you know my dad brings it up a lot too where they were like how he was scared that he was going to be the one to you know cut off my wings or whatever and i was like i feel bad because they never did that to me and i'm glad that they never did that to me um but the fact that they gave me so much freedom in high school and now they want to close me off at 21 it's a shock to me because it's like i've been free for this long why are you taking it away now mm-hmm. and so I, that's the struggle that i deal with um where it's like i was already free why are you caging me in again so that's what surprised me about adulthood your parents want to keep you a baby <laughs> yes i really knew that though at home I had no freedom. Like, at school, the few hours at school, I was able to be one person. But then at home, I'm a completely different person. And that's why I knew that I couldn't wait for college because I never had to see my dad. Like, I can be 24-7 the person that I've always wanted to be, not the person that I pretended to be around him and the rest of my family. And the past few years I was just like whatever like I still have college I still have college and then that and now that it's coming to an end it just stresses me out even at 21 I have to go back home and act like I'm high school carrot just this person that I hate being and when I'm home I'm anxious I'm depressed like I hate it so much I love my freedom here and I guess like for the things that I hate love and surprises me the one thing that I hate about adulthood is like I said the money aspect where they did ju- they just like they, me. they <laughs> tell me about that 
what I love is the freedom. And I know everyone says the freedom for a completely different reason. Like people are like, I can go out and stay out late and do mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, I never wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. I just don't want my dad up my ass every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. because I have all these things to do. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm going to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the small things. Like, at home, I have to be in bed at 8 p.m. What? who does that really (laughs) like Mm -hmm. at at home it's like living by my dad's routine and I just can't do it and that's why I love like adult carrot gets to come here and be on her own and live on her own time and that's why I want to move out because I just can't go back living on my dad's routine and then the thing that surprised me the most was all the hard things that I did that I had to do like (laughs) I just feel like every day I'm learning something new that I have Mm -hmm. to do, like uh, filling out tax forms. I'm scared one day the government's going to like arrest me Mm -hmm. because I did something wrong. Um, I think we're all scared about that. (laughs) Like, I'm so clueless. I don't know how to do any of this. And another thing that surprises me is, yes, as much as I do complain about my dad, he weirdly kind of lets me do things now. Um... And I think he's going to let me have a boyfriend. And I- <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important part of everything. Yes, I was never allowed to date. Like, I can't talk about the opposite sex in my house. I, I had a boyfriend for four years. He had no clue. Or maybe he did know. He just skipped the part of, like, I'm going to beat your ass. But, <laughs> um, but it's just little things. Like, people already have freedom with that stuff. And there's me at 21, like, waiting for my dad to say, yes, you can go on a date. You can like a boy. Like, mm-hmm. other people are like, really? Really? Oh, and another rule is if I go out with my friends, I only can be out two hours at a time. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I know that those are all so simple for other people. And they're just like, What? But for me, like, that's a big deal. Like, the fact that if I wanted to go out right now and not come back in, like, for, like, 10 hours, I can do it at home. He's going to slash my tires. He'll, he'll, like, throw my phone in, like, boiling water. Like, I don't know what he'd do. And it's just because that's not how he lived. And I get that's not how he lived, but this is how I'm living. And it's not even like I'm those people that are going out and like always drinking and like doing drugs and whatever and i mean like if you do that like good for you i don't but like i feel like that's what he's worried about and i'm like i listen to bts in my car like in the walmart parking lot because i just don't want to be home with you like that's what i'm doing thank you um <sighs> yeah um the thing that i hate about adulthood um, it's just all the responsibilities you have to do, like, not just finances, just everything that has mm-hmm. to be done. I feel like I really understood deadlines way more now, like, that I'm somewhat of a functioning adult, because it's like, things have to be done at a certain time, if not, you're, you know, you're screwed. And that, I was just like, ugh, it just stresses me out. Like, er, before we even started the podcast, like, I'm trying to make up my schedule for the next, you know, week trying to schedule important things that need to get done and it's just so exhausting i got a headache (laughs) um the thing i love the most about being this age the fact i can legally drink (laughs) no um i don't know it's um again like i feel like it's weird for me and it's gonna go i feel like i'm gonna tie them both with a surprise um because I really didn't have to um, really experience that final freedom at 18 where it's just like I was able to like do things I wasn't allowed to. Like My parents didn't care when I was not in, you know, before I got to the age of 18. Um, but I feel like now they're just, you know, before I would go out, not even with my cousins, I would go out with my friends um, and be in downtown manhattan all day didn't question it i would come home at eight didn't question it unless they would only question it if because my my account used to be linked with my mom's bank account and so she would know like when i spent money so that's only the time that they really cared was if i spent money but if i was just hanging out with my friends like going to the park um going to battery park or 
being in Times Square and like doing silly things and stuff like they didn't care and most of the time I was with them all the time because of school like somehow we always related it back to school mm-hmm. so they always knew that I was in school or that I was with my teachers and they knew my teachers um so they didn't have anything to worry about but I feel like now because they don't know my professors they don't really know my friends as well as they knew my high school friends and stuff like that they're like very hesitant and now even when I'm back at home and I would go like over the summer I was going to my cousin's house a lot because she's pregnant and I just wanted to be with her all the time um my parents were calling me up like two hours three hours later like where are you and I'm like you never used to do this before Mm -hmm. (laughs) why are you doing it now um and mine's like the complete opposite when I'm at home my dad if I'm like two seconds late he's like you're supposed to be home at this time but like when I'm here I'll just call him and be like yeah I did this this and this I went here I was with these people and he just looks at the phone he's like oh because like he can't do anything like what is Mm -hmm. he gonna do I'm not home and that's why I like not being home because he can't say yes or no and some people really don't ask for permission just leave and I'm like my dad pays my car insurance (laughs) I can't just take my car and leave like and life is just different my life is crazy so I don't really have friends back at home but that's just a whole different topic of the things that happened in college I mean in college in high school Mm -hmm. so my freedom is like here all my friends are here Mm -hmm. I can do things here but at home like life is just so different yeah I um I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. It's it's so weird because now I'm just like, you know, I leave before my parents can get home and I could be out for like 10 minutes and they're calling me up like, where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? And I'm just like, why are you asking? And it's just, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that, you know, I'm their first daughter and they're seeing me already, like literally now being an actual adult and they're, Mm -hmm. you know... I don't know what they're worried about. I don't think they really are worried more of the fact that they're scared Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I really am, you know, at the point in my life where I could choose what I want and maybe wanting to be with them for a few more years isn't on my list. So they're like sad about it (laughs) and they want to be with like and and I feel like that's what it is, because um, before I would just sit in their room while they're watching a movie and we would not talk. We would just sit. Maybe I would watch the movie. Maybe I would be on my phone. Who knows? But I was in the room with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took it as a form of, like, you know, bonding, mm-hmm. whether we talked or not. And, like, these past few weeks, I wasn't doing that because I was out with my friends trying to have a good time before I came home. I'm not came home. Came to school. <laughs> um, or I was with my cousin because she was about to give birth and I was taking care of her daughter for her. And I wasn't telling my parents these things because I was like, you know, like, I'm with my cousin. Why do they don't have to know that? Mm-hmm and the like i think two or three days before we came back um my dad was like you don't hang out with us anymore and he was so sad about it and i'm like it's not that i'm actually doing things mm-hmm. you know and um so I, I feel like it's not because you know they want to really cage me in but it's more of the fact that they're scared that i'm an adult look i'm i'm scared too like we're all yeah. in the same page i'm yeah. scared we're scared yeah. everyone's scared yeah my dad has a hard time with expressing his emotions i feel like he's worried about me just like growing up and forgetting about him and that's not it like my dad literally raised me on his own i'm not gonna forget about him i'm not gonna throw him to the side i'm always gonna need him and i just want to like not have to sit on the couch with him for five hours after he gets home from work and watch stupid tv like Mm -hmm. and and, like my dad is the same thing he just wants me in the room and i'm like i don't want to be in this room with you Mm -hmm. but he wants me there and i mean he's gotten used to it obviously because i've been in college for so many years but now it's even worse because my brother's also leaving for college in a few days so he definitely has an emptiness and i think it's hitting him that he's gonna have to be completely alone in the house without mm-hmm. his two kids um and i feel bad but what are we supposed to do like it's life we're growing up i can't i can't plan my life around him um i still want to move out i still want to do this and do that and my dad just has to deal with it mm-hmm. i feel like my parents are very emotionally emotionally needy 
um, in two completely different ways. Um, and I just provided a lot of it. Like I have just an overflow <laughs> of it. So they were so used to it for so long. And I feel like because we finally realized, you know, me leaving, you know, going away to college, they finally like that set into place for them. And my brother's not open with his emotions as I am. And so they struggle. And so I feel like they, they lack the emotional connection to at home. So I feel like that's just them. If anything, I feel like my brother's a rude one in terms of him wanting to do his own thing. Like, he's just like, F you, Dad. Like, I'm going to do this. Like, get over it. But with me, like, even when I wanted to do the things I wanted to do, I still had to, I still found a way to respect that my dad doesn't want us staying out late. He doesn't mm -hmm. want us doing this and doing that. Like, I still respected him. And I think that's why now... I'm definitely getting more freedom from my dad than my brother is. And he's just like, how were you able to get a tattoo? Like, if I did that, dad's going to, like, strangle me. And I'm like, because at your age, I wasn't not I wasn't coming home at 2 in the morning. Like, <laughs> leaving at 9 and coming home at 2. Like, mm -hmm. the thing with my dad is if we go out with our friends at night, he will wait up. Like, he'll sit on the couch and wait up. Like, you know when, like, the TV shows or, like, the parents are sitting in the dark and you, like, mm -hmm. turn on the lights and they're there? That's my dad. Like, and I hate that. But it's just, he wants you home at a certain time. And I get it. It feels ridiculous at the age of 18, 19, 20, 21. Like, it feels ridiculous. But if it's a rule and you're living with him, just follow the rule. It's not that hard. And wait until you're on your own. Now that you mentioned that, I just realized, like, I was just like, I don't know why I'm saying, like, like I knew my parents gave me a lot of freedom in high school, but it still wasn't like, I was like, I'm missing something. My parents let me out, like, go out with my coworkers, like, after our shift was over. I would come home at 1, 2 in the morning. Mm -hmm. They were knocked out, like, they didn't care about me. No, my dad. No, now I have to be home by midnight. If not, they're still waiting up on me. And I'm like, I you didn't used to do that. It's, it's just because they don't want you growing up. And then the other way is I think my dad is realizing I'm growing up. And he can't treat me like I'm in high school. Where he still does, but not as much. And... I don't I don't know. It's, it's they didn't like, even know my coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother, he works at a stupid car wash and they like charge way too much. I'm not gonna say the name because like some of y'all might like them, but like <laughs> it's some like big company and I'm like, I'm not paying that price to get my car washed. The rain will do it. But, <laughs> but anyways, like after work they like go out to dinner and it's like nine PM and my dad's like, You have to get home and he, my dad like he times how fast it takes us to drive from different places. So my dad knows how long it takes my brother to get from work to home. And if he's late, he's just like, Where were you? Like what happened? And I'm like, Really dad, it's not that serious. Like Mm -hmm. but yeah and and that's what i i don't want to go back to and i'm hoping he'll change it up a little after i'm a graduate from mm -hmm. college and i'm gonna be a teacher because if not i'm gonna take my car like tweety and i we're gonna go like live in a parking lot somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not doing it buy an rv van i am not doing it i can't i love my dad but i can't it just makes me anxious and depressed and i don't want to be all depressy and that's adulthood for you <laughs> uh-huh you're broke you still gotta follow your parents rules you don't have a house with boyfriend kids <laughs> <laughs> i think that tops it off that's all we need to talk about <sighs> and everything you see on tv is not for the Balls. people it's not for the people with some color on their skin <laughs> oh that's true that too that's, that's, that's a whole different topic that's a, yeah that's, that's a whole different that's one thing i've definitely realized mm -hmm. like a lot of the shows and movies that i was just like oh my life's gonna be like that no you're brown like, it's, not gonna happen. it's never gonna happen <laughs> you wish maybe in another dimension <sighs> in an alternate universe yes that's a big part of all of it. Yeah. So if you're brown, black, whatever color you want to be, that's not no color. <laughs> it ain't for you, love. <laughs> don't don't fall into it. And I'm not saying it to be rude. I'm saying because that's it's true. It's, our, it's true. That's how that's how the country works. And um, I'm just speaking facts. Facts, no print, no yeah, facts, no printers. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the joke for a second. <sighs> Anyways.
I think I think that's it. Yeah. I'm we were all over the place again. Yeah. But that's just how it rolls here. <laughs> we're all over the place. We have like a a kind of skeleton that mm. never works. <laughs> yes, we just go. We just talk. We have a lot to say. Clearly. Anyways, I think that's the end for this week's episode. Um, yes. Remember to... Nobody has given us any questions. <laughs> like, I was waiting for questions and no one gave us a question. So, um, if you're listening to this, follow our Instagram. And Twitter. It, the, the Instagram is... I can't remember this because it's two different names. <laughs> okay, the, the Instagram, Instagram is, is 0 Podcast. And Twitter is zero o'clock pod. Yes. Yes. So please give us questions. You know, even though we do like the reason we ramble so much is because we have nothing else to talk about. If you give us something to talk about, (laughs) it'll be more structured. Yes. But anyways, that's that's your job to do after you finish this episode. Go give us a question. Um, your other job. I'm kidding. <laughs> your other task. <laughs> give out homework. <laughs> oh yes, please wear your mask. Don't. If you're a college student, you're think about all the other mask. college students. You're like grimy. Yes, you're fucking selfish. Unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> Unfollow me right now if you're not wearing your goddamn mask. Um, no, but seriously, wear your mask. Remember, we're still in a pandemic. Um, uh, wash your hands. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say what something else? else, but I'm not gonna say it. If you're an 18, you're not. If you're an 18, if you're 18, it only gets worse from there. Um, <laughs> once you're 21, <laughs> I, <laughs> we're still wondering. I don't even. I, I can't make it to 22. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna say this. Uh, it's kind of too late to say it, but I'm, I'm gonna add it in here. It's gonna be a long as podcast episode. <laughs> um, fuck, I forgot. It was something about being 21. And how it sucks. <laughs> it does suck. Oh, people will tell you that you look all put together and you're doing oh. such a good job. I don't know why they say that because that's false. Everyone is suffering inside. I've gotten so many comments saying, you look like you got your life all together and you're doing such a good job being an adult. You make it look so easy. Bro, what? I cry myself to sleep every night. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, that's, that's adulthood for you. You just like wing it literally basically basically she's fake no yes because <laughs> that's how she got me i was like i need to be her friend because she looks like she got it all together and i'm falling apart just kidding she's falling apart too yeah but at least now we fall apart together i guess i don't know if that makes it better <laughs> anyways um thank you for listening um oh oh the other task you guys had to do <laughs> um listen to 28 by august d from his album D2, which is superior, but we won't we won't talk about that, right? Um, listen to his whole whole mixtape. Like, might as well. It's kind of short. <laughs> but 28 is um, this week's episode, so listen to that. Um, watch our Instagram story for the little snippet of it. <laughs> um, and ugh, wear your mask. That's it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>